Rockin' Ricky in the morning. Hey, folks, Rockin' Ricky Latrell wishing you a good morning. Time for traffic on the 8th, so buckle up, because it's a doozy out there. We got a lane blocked on San Saba Avenue between Poplar and Encino. Look for a detour south of Grady, but watch out for the aspect. I interrupt your regularly scheduled broadcast with a message for the curious, the confused, and the confounded. You are not alone. I see it too. Something isn't right in Hexed, Texas. All my hexes live in Texas. Where something dark has broken free And all of these hexes still in Texas Old Hexed is a place you shouldn't be The Woodhouse Nature Preserve is elevated almost on like a, a plateau above the town of Hext itself and above the San Saba River. And so from this sort of break in the monte, you are you are near sort of this precipice that leads down to the next sort of level of land, which is where the bridge for Pegaleg Crossing is located. So you're looking down like into a draw. Into a draw. Yeah. Okay of this railroad bridge going across and you're hearing the chanting and then you heard the frantic cry for help from Aaron who you had left a little bit behind. Okay. Um did you ever catch better sight of Tammy? I can't recall. Mm-mm. Nope, just the one sighting of Tammy. Okay, and then the chanting is what drew us further away. Drew drew you further away. Mm-hmm. Um I'd like to use hunch. Ooh. Okay, great. How does hunch work? Walk I have to roll again. sharp, which is not great, but um, you're having a night. This, and what? Oh boy! And what I'd like to do for it is to see if I can figure out where the hell Aaron has gone off to. Okay, so I'm guessing we're and both to be able to intercept, like whipping around and yeah, yeah. trying to see. Yeah. Not great. That's a three. So I'm going to give me some experience. <laughs> what happens on a, on a failure on your hunch? Oh, it's going to be fun. Um, oh. On a miss, you get there just in time to be in trouble yourself. Shit. So you oh two God. go rushing through, rushing through the monte, and you can, hmm? you can almost feel for a moment where Aaron is. And as you rush back, you sort of slip and you tumble down into darkness. And Lenore, give me an act under pressure. Hell no! Cool, nah. cool, 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 cool. Credits. It was so slip and no grip. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you get the generic. That's right. <laughs> the nice thing about the mics is you could do like a, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> a physical pan. Wash <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Come on. Break the trend. <laughs> and the curse. Uh, 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 that's an eight. A success. Oh, okay. A one to a nine. Oh, oh. Okay, so uh, act, I mean, and we can do act under pressure. What, isn't or, it read a bad, read a bad, situation. read a bad situation, right? Yeah, I think either I like of those better. would work. Cool, because it gives me a ten. Ooh. All right, so you get to hold three. Mm-hmm. You get to spend them on the following questions. What's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's the most vulnerable to me? And what's the best way to protect the victims? So let me tell you what you see, mm-hmm. just with nothing. Yes. So you're running a bit behind Jimmy. He, he suddenly busts out his like quarterback moves and is like dodging and weaving through mm-hmm. all of the trees and the, and the plants and the monte. And, you know, we see... Thorns kind of scratching at his face as he runs back to try to help Aaron. And then you hear, Whoa! <laughs> and he disappears from view and you sort of pull up short and you see that there appears to be a giant pole leading down into darkness in the ground. And as you look down and see that Jimmy has sort of disappeared into this darkness, you start to hear the screams of the other hunters. From further in the monte. Oh my god. 
So now Jimmy. you have three questions to ask me. I, can I just say we're, we are all extremely on brand so far because Jimmy has once again fallen into a dark pit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, Charlie is once again unconscious. <laughs> Jimmy has a tendency to explore depths unknown yep. without his will. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, mm. Don't like it. All right. Um, what's the biggest threat? Your biggest threat right now? Mm-hmm. As you look up into the monte, you see one of the other hunters running away and behind from the sky screeching as it descends is that Fuck. giant fucking owl god damn it. it digs its talons deep into the man's shoulder and you see its sharp hooked beak drive straight into his neck blood spurts everywhere and it begins to feed before turning its head almost a complete 180. Oh, no. And looking at you with those far too intelligent eyes. No, 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 no. So, what's the biggest threat? (laughs) (laughs) The GFO, right? The indigestion that that owl's going to have. Yeah, it's the whole. It's the whole. Yeah. 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 And your shoelaces are tied together, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't stretch before. It's the hogs, the 30 to 50 wild hogs. Oh, yeah. Do I recognize the hunter? You do not. This oh, you do that's not. fine. It's cool. It's a red shirt. Oh, <laughs> shirt, said out loud. A shirt's definitely right. red after this. Yep. Oh, no. It's um, okay. I didn't know your name. <laughs> this is why. This is this is why I don't make this friends. Is, this is why Leah writes down everyone's name as soon as she meets them. <laughs> See, there's two kinds of people in this world. There's people Leo's and Lenore's. <laughs> Okay, so go ahead. Uh, okay. Um, what are your other questions you want to ask? <laughs> are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Oh. There is a danger you haven't noticed. Yeah. Um, as you are looking at this creature and it's looking back at you, you hear Aaron cry out, Oh, God, what the hell was that? <laughs> no, not more. Okay. And... Uh, <laughs> You briefly kind of shine your flashlight down, trying not to break eye contact with the owl while also trying to look down the hole. The bear has two mouths. (laughs) (laughs) It's half bear, half man pig. And you see that crawling on the wall, moving at at very inhuman body movements, Mm -hmm. is Tammy. No! Hut. Hut. All right, guys, it's been fun. (laughs) See you later. I'm just going to go work in a kindergarten. There were so many names that I thought you were going to say that wasn't that. And I'm sure her hair is all disheveled and hanging in front of her face, and she's got like dirty fingernails. She does. Extremely the grudge. And you see that that the gown that she's wearing, it looks like whatever gown they put her in in the hospital. It's a hospital gown? When um, when she was down in the morgue, when they were so putting something on her. And so it's sort of shredded, and it's already covered in blood. Nice. That's you really have fun. one more question. Fun. Cool. Yeah. What um, more do you want to know about this amazing scenario in which you find yourself? What's the best way to protect the victims? Thank God. <laughs> you knew that was help. Help. <laughs> um, so you are fairly sure that if you can slide down this hole, it is narrow enough that that bird cannot fly down the hole or wouldn't be able to get back out. Do you know that there are burrowing owls? You know that, right? <laughs> they're, they're teeny tiny, though. They're, they are tiny. I mean, you still got a big hole. You still got a better chance. Yeah, for sure. Your best way to protect the victim is to get down there with Aaron and Jimmy before whatever that thing is gets to them. For real, though, the hunter, the red shirt is, does he look? Oh, he's gone. He's gone. Oh, that makes it much easier for Lenore. And then she jumps in. Okay. So you jump in and as you do, you get a brief glimpse of the owl watching you descend and then it takes off to the air again and you hear more muffled screams in the distance the sound of guns going off holy crap dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm gonna need another shortbread for that. <laughs> 
So, oh. so basically, Brunetta, it doesn't matter if we succeed or we fail on a dice rolls. Horrible things are coming for us. I mean, it's. I mean, it's mon- week, it's called yeah. Monster of the Week. Like what the? Well, not monsters. It's not called. It's not called Fluffy Bunny of the Week. It's called Monster I'm of the go Week. Work. Can we play that one next? Yes. <laughs> So Sarah, Charlie heads home after her meeting with Esperanza, mm-hmm. and you see that Ochos's truck is not there. Okay, I think um, she would have sent uh, another group text to be like, "Didn't die." Okay, you make your way into your trailer, and you see that everything is just as you have left it. Oh, well, that's refreshing. The very first thing that she's going to do is get a trash bag and throw out all of the rest of the dolls right now. (laughs) Okay. Is her creepy doll like affixed to something that she can, she doesn't throw that one out, but she takes it down. No, it's, it's a fix to the lever. You cannot take it down. So as (sighs) you're, um, okay. Why don't you give me an investigative mystery? Sure. Um, mur, 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 mur. so that's a nine. That's a nine and eight plus one. Yes. Okay. So you get to ask me one question. One question. Yeah. I feel like what is being concealed here is probably the best match. So this. as you're taking these dolls down, you notice that some of them, probably about 50% of them, mm-hmm. it seems that they have strange stuffing. For the bodies. And so being curious, thinking how much worse could it be? Yeah. You open it up and you see that in some of them, there are pieces of hair or fingernail clippings. Oh, no. Cute. Or. um, Dead moths. No, that does nothing. What? (laughs) What? Dead moths. That's not a piece of a person. No. Pretty sure. (laughs) They were alive when they started. Jesus. What is that? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Good God. We are not killing animals in yeah, the show. Just, the lamp, brother. Extremely specific insect voodoo dolls. <laughs> there's a giant moth. And so I grabbed all of its babies and stuffed it into a doll. It's secretly a Mothman anti. Yeah. Yeah. That's the it's last award. Thing it's like, yeah. this is what will happen to you. <laughs> If the Mothman I enters, killed your children. Opposite of Wicker Man kind of. Predict <laughs> this, motherfucker. Bees. <laughs> Remember earlier when I was like, wow, we're so focused. <laughs> it is all my fault, and I apologize. Definitely after nine. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, Toby. Oh, my God. Okay, sorry, yes. Um, hair? Hair and fingernail. Mm-hmm. So there's hair, fingernails. Um, all kinds of, it looks like different, some of them even have little objects in there. Hmm. Like, it looks like one of them has like a barrette and one of them has like a little pendant stuffed into the dolls themselves. Uh, okay. I mean, so Charlie won't immediately take the bag to the dumpster, I guess. But she does definitely for sure want them not staring at her. Okay. Is basically. All right. So you put them in a trash bag and yeah. set them in the corner. Yeah. And I'm sure when she wakes up tomorrow and they're back on their shelves, it'll be super exciting for everybody. Um, <laughs> well, Jimmy hasn't been by your house yet. So who knows if that'll happen? Uh, it's true. But no, then she'll make sure that all of her doors and windows are locked. Yes. And all of her lights are on. Yes. And then she will open the trap door. Okay. So you make your way down the trap door. Mm hmm. And as you're going down, you see Herbert, Herbert. your your skeleton, Mm -hmm. half a skeleton. And you see the door that is still cracked open. What do you want to do? You want to go in? You want anything in particular? I think she'll, she hasn't really ever taken the time to like look at the door, I don't think. So I think she'll spend a little bit of time doing that before like going into the room proper again. Okay. So you look at the door, you see that it's like an old, rounded at the top, antique looking door. Mm -hmm. It has no doorknob. It's covered in all kinds of various symbols. Mm -hmm. Some of them you recognize, like, say, like a Celtic cross. And there's a lot of them that you do not. But none of them are glowing when you touch them, as happened when the first time you touched the door. Okay. 
you see that hanging out in front of the door, there's all kinds of herbs and stuff that are drying down there in the cellar. And yeah, that's about all I can tell you about that. No, yeah, that's fine. Um, she just never really like yeah. looked at it properly. Um, the part where someone tried to break in? The padlock is still hanging off of the latch on the side. There's no visible hinges on the outside? No, on the outside, no. Okay. Then, yeah, and I mean, she'll do like your sort of classic stand in one place and push the door in and then just kind of like wait okay. to make sure that nothing is going to like maul her on the other side. Okay, so the door opens. And you see that inside is, as I have described, mm-hmm. it's the, there's a desk, there's a bunch of bookshelves that are filled with different types of books, but mostly with, it looks like various things in bottles, like without getting closer, you wouldn't be able to tell exactly what. On the wall, there are the strange looking knitting needles, the bow and arrow, and then there's a wardrobe right. in the back corner. And then there are three other doors in each of the cardinal directions. And these all have the same symbols carved on the inside of the door. That was going to be my next question. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, um, most of the same symbols. There are a few that appear to be different. Okay. I was going to So they are not identical. Not completely, no. Okay. She is not going to close the door behind her. Okay. And then she'll go to the desk, I think, and start poking around and look for any kind of writing or communication letter style things or journals or... Sure. So what you find is a series of journals Okay, kept, it seems, by your aunt. They date all the way back to like when she first moved to Hext, which was 1993. I think Charlie will like sort of bundle them to like take up with her to read later and do some more sort of investigating. Is there anything like locked or that she can't get into, like a drawer or even that wardrobe? Is it? The wardrobe has a skeleton key inside of it. Okay. There is one drawer that is locked in the bottom of the desk. Does it look like a... She'll try the skeleton key that's in the wardrobe. Does it fit? It doesn't fit. You see that the books that are on the wall are... It's a weird mishmash of stuff. You see some of it that looks like actual fiction. Okay. Okay. So you see fictional novels about, say, vampires, for example. You see the entire Twilight Saga (laughs) is on the wall. And then you also see all of Harry Potter is there. And then there's like ancient tomes that are written in languages that you can't even read. And then there's also like an old copy of Grimm's fairy tales. There's maps, it looks like, of this region that are posted in various spots. And you can see where there's X's that she's put on various spots all over South west texas all around the hexed area there's a big circle around the presidio there's a big circle around pegleg station and there's a big circle around the cemetery okay i think she's probably imbibed enough pop culture to try and look for like a grimoire or a book of shadows situation if there is one you haven't you don't see it okay slope in the wardrobe (laughs) okay you open the wardrobe and you see inside there's a portal to another land that is filled with snow. Oh, I knew it. Hi, uh, <laughs> <Hey>, everybody. Give <laughs> me back. Give me back my sock, you goat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see that there's there's a lot of shawls. It looks like a lot of half-completed knitting projects. You see that there's different coats. As you're rifling through the coats, you notice that some of them are, are much heavier than you would expect them to be. Like for Texas weather or just physically heavier? Both. Okay. Fair enough. Because you can't see why anyone in this part of Texas would need this many coats, number one. And number two, when you try to, say, lift one of the shawls, it's easily a good five to ten pounds heavier than it feels like it Hmm. should be. Do I recognize any of them? Have I seen Aunt Viv wear them before? You have seen her wear them when you came down here to visit her. Okay. There's only one of these coats that she took with her up to... Minnesota to visit you. Okay. And it's it's a big, thick, puffy jacket. You're actually rather surprised to find out that she knits because Aunt Viv was always kind of like cool and I mean relatively cool. (laughs) No, 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 no. Like like wearing shawls and older granny type stuff isn't something that you ever imagined her to be in. Okay. 
You see at the very top shelf of the wardrobe is, it looks like a mason jar, an empty mason jar. And behind that, there are several other mason jars. Okay. I think she will take one of the shawls to help her transport the journals up. Okay. I think that makes sense. Because she will need at least one hand to climb the ladder. Yeah. And that way she can take a closer look at it upstairs. So you put everything into one of the shawls, you sling it yeah. together, put it over your shoulder, and you head up the well. Yeah. She's going to try and close the door behind her. Okay. Don't know exactly how she's going to do that. <laughs> so you pull the door shut behind you, and when your hand leaves it, you see that it glows again. Ah, okay. And then it's gone. Okay. Weirdly, that feels very reassuring, I think. And then she'll head on up back upstairs to back up ladder <laughs> to tackle some of these journals. Okay. Yeah. Got some good bedside reading to do. So much. <laughs> All right. So, Ochos, at about 10 o'clock, Charlie still hasn't returned, but you haven't heard anything bad. You drove by the broken bottle while you were waiting to, to go to your your appointment. And it seems like she was having a pleasant conversation with a little old lady. She didn't seem in any distress. Okay. So he did, Ochoa did see Mm -hmm. Charlie with a company. All right. You get dressed, you get ready to go to the ritual. Is there anything in particular that you want to do before you leave? Is there anything other than just getting ready? He'll do a scheduled email and a text to go out to Charlie, Lenore, and Jimmy with the message of, I have been invited to a ceremony at Pegleg Station. Okay. If I am not back in the morning, come look for me. Okay. And then he gets his LARPing gear and... (laughs) (laughs) Heads over. All right, so you arrive at Pegleg Station and you see that the chanting has already... Somebody is already there chanting. Mm. And you can see that there are several cars pulled up. All license plates have been removed doesn't recognize any of the cars Mm -mm. okay and you see that when you enter the station it's still dust covered it looks exactly how it looked when you went in the first time but you see that the the part of the banister that had been carved to look like the winged serpent has been pushed in so that its mouth has opened the brass mouth has opened as if there are two buttons basically where the eyes are and it caused the mouth to open, which opened a secret passage behind the, the ticket booth. And there are stairs leading down. And that is where the chanting, I presume, is coming from. That's exactly. Right. Nobody else is in the uh, station nope. itself. So be it. Ochoa will proceed down. Okay. So you make your way down the stairs. And when you get down there, you see that there are seven masked, robed figures gathered in a circle. and. Behind them, there appears to be, it almost looks like a, like a doorway, like a relief that has been carved into the, like the shape of a doorway into solid rock. And they are gathered around with various ritual components that you would recognize. And they gesture for you to step into the center of the circle. Okay. Get that new character sheet, buddy. <laughs> yeah, right. No. So I'd like to point out that Ochoa is wearing his ceremonial mm-hmm. Aztec warrior garb. Mm-hmm. So he has the traditional Aztec, it's like a gambeson. It's it's this tunic that's made of multiple layers of cotton that have been soaked in brine and then left to dry, which hmm. crystals of the salt harden and it turns into armor. It's the traditional that's Aztec <laughs> really cool. armor. Yeah. And of course he's got bands of beaten metal rings around his arms and he's got you know, these sort of gauntlet bracer type things around his wrists and he's barefoot and he's wearing his ceremonial headdress, which is made of reeds and bone and hammered metal. And it sort of flows down his back and his face from the mouth up is painted in a very dark crimson type of dye. And he's got his mukwa wheat hanging from a leather thong on his hip and he is stepping into the center of the circle. As you're standing there, the chanting gets louder and louder, and it sort of reaches this fever pitch almost exactly at the stroke of midnight. And when that happens, 
you see that what was once a rock wall becomes liquid in between where the doorway has been carved. And something, you see something step through this wall. It appears to be as tall as you are. And it's a being composed almost entirely of shadow. And as it steps forward, it reaches out to you and it sets its hand on your heart. And you feel this power rush through you, but also a feeling of familiarity, almost as if you've done this before. And for one brief moment, as it's standing there, you are two separate creatures. And then in an instant, it is as if you are one. And its mind and your mind begin to inhabit this one body of flesh. And when you look down at your wrist, you see that there has appeared a large, dark circle. Hey folks, Rockin' Ricky Latrell here. Thanks for listening to all my hexes on WHXT. Want to hear more? You know you do. Check them out on social media and Patreon at Hexed Podcast. That's H-E-X-T Podcast. Or email cast at hexedpodcast.com. All My Hexes is recorded live at Nightwatch Games, San Antonio's premier Gamma award-winning game and hobby store. So if you're looking for a new game to add to your collection, or you're shopping for your next Ren Fair costume, or you're just looking for a group of players for your favorite game, check out Nightwatch Games, where adventure awaits. Okay, so Charlie, you're sitting, we're going to say you got home at about 10, so we're going to say it's about midnight now, and you've been sitting, reading through and sort of deciphering your aunt's journals. Parts of it are written in languages you can't understand yet, but some of them are very, very interesting, and I would like for you to roll me an investigative mystery check to see how this goes. Alrighty. Should have used the trick. Total. Six so total. I think, I think she get to re-roll wood. No. But if I fail, I level no, up. Do you know how many so. times poor Nav rolled onto the table? I let him re-roll a damn thing. Also, like, I get to level up now. Okay. So yeah. I'm at peace with this decision. Okay, so you rolled a six, right? Total? Mm-hmm. So mark experience. Sure did. And as you're reading through these books, you find that there are what look to be, like, recipes. That are written into the books, and some of the some of the ingredients you are able to decipher, and they're very strange. Like um, one of them calls for toenails, and has a picture of a hand sewn doll, and you're beginning to figure out what was on the wall. You see that there's also some that are mixtures of herbs you haven't heard of before that you'd have to do some research on, and supposedly. They have certain effects. So you're, you're starting to realize that while you were looking for a grimoire for your aunt, her grimoire actually is incorporated into her journals, mm. which means that you have to read all of, all of them to yep. be able to get the complete, complete yeah. picture and to learn the things that she learned. Okay. So for my hard move, yep. <laughs> as you're piecing through and you're looking at this, you hear a rapid knock on your door. Cool. Oh, it's midnight. She's going to shuffle on up to the people and see who it is. You look out and you see that it is Delilah. She looks still rather disheveled. And she's kind of biting at her nails a little bit as she's waiting for you to answer the door. Mm, okay. And you see that she's holding a, a gallon Ziploc bag. And inside of it is <laughs> your wand. wand. I'll just open the door and let her in. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> Oh, Charlie, I'm so glad. I'm so glad to see you. I, I've been researching this wand all day long. And I have to say that while I have not yet figured out exactly how to control its power, I think that it definitely, definitely has some sort of... Um, do you have tea? Oh, yeah. Um, let me... I'll put a kettle on. Fantastic. Oh, what beautiful journals. And she's going to start reading through them. Cool. Oh, I'll just let her... well charlie this is these are very interesting some of these appear to be um well i would almost say that they have spells in them 
Well, yeah, maybe I was, you know, after our conversation this morning, I was just kind of thinking about maybe doing some more research on magic, I guess. This is not where I saw my day going, to be honest. Uh, Understandable. I mean, but considering the dark forces that appear to be at work in your life, I think that some protection might be in order. Where did you acquire these? Oh, my aunt had a bunch. She, I guess, liked to collect weird stuff like uh, dolls and books about magic. Well, and you said you had a secret door. Oh, yeah, I did tell you about that, didn't I? (laughs) Was this down in the well? Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. These are down in the well. (laughs) Nailed it in one. Um, well, I did bring my sage. I'm, I'm willing to start smudging your house. Um, should we start with this room? It seems like if, if it is a secret chamber, there might be some dark energies lingering. Oh, yeah. Just hang on. Let me take the batteries out of the smoke detectors real quick, which is okay. a very real issue that I had in my <laughs> house this week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So you take the batteries out and you two head down the well. Okay. Charlie will be like, okay, ready? Oh, yes. I'm, I'm extremely excited now delilah this isn't something i just show anybody okay so so you gotta be cool about this okay i think that i am despite what my oldest son says i think i'm very cool all right <laughs> charlie be like okay ready check this out and she'll touch the door and wait for the glowing <laughs> okay so everything glows mm-hmm. and the door opens and you're able to walk in. Delilah follows after you. She's like, this is magnificent. Where do these other doors go? No idea. What don't you think we should explore? Nope. But at least open the door and see. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you're capable of relocking these doors. Well, you know, I, if I felt... Oh, what's in this, what's in this bureau? <laughs> Whoa. She hey. starts just looking through things. Hey, Delilah, this is my aunt's like stuff. So maybe like cool your jets a little bit, okay? I do apologize. It's just so intriguing. It's, I've never seen anything quite like this. I mean, building above a well, above an open space in in Texas, especially with all of the limestone around here, it seems like it's not very sound if there should be a flood or... Yep. It's interesting. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I don't really know that much about the aquifer situation here, but I was um, ultimately pretty surprised to find a well underneath the trailer. That seems like a fairly unusual feature. Absolutely. Yeah. So what would you, would you like me to help you go through some of this? Um, I think maybe we, we just take, you know, um, take some time and baby steps and, you know, like I said, this is like my aunt's stuff, so it might be kind of personal and like there might be some family stuff in here that, you know, I don't want just anybody digging through. I, I completely understand, Charlie. I do. You know, it's just you find a secret magic books in a secret magic lair underneath a trailer and it's hard not to want to open a wardrobe and see if it leads to a secret magic country on the other side. Oh, no, we checked the wardrobe. I checked the wardrobe more specifically, but it doesn't go anywhere. That's as far unfortunate. As I tell. Yeah, no, I was kind of bummed too. I don't know. I think the other doors probably just go other places and hexed, but um, it just kind of seemed like a bad idea to open them. I don't know. I just got kind of a bad feeling. But um, maybe you know, maybe we can have like um like a Bible study, but magic journals from my aunt's study kind of thing like once or twice a week we meet we drink tea we go through the book oh that sounds wonderful yeah there you go yes. so I, you know and you see that she's kind of looking at some of the items and gosh there's no intuition in this game <laughs> nope <sighs> maybe read a bad situation no because i don't think it's a bad situation um kick some ass <laughs> <laughs> why do you guys hate her so much she's so awesome Jarvy all over. I can use oops. Everyone hates. It's the same with Shrimpy. Like people, you know, like Shrimpy uh, is slimy. Yeah, he's Shrimpy. He's a lawyer. <laughs> Bernard? Huh? Oops. Oh yeah, oops. Okay, I like that. Yeah. So you see that as Delilah's looking around, her gaze sort of falls on this silver coin that oh. is sitting on one of the shelves. Okay. And she says, "My dear, do you do you know where that came from?" Uh, no. I mean, I just kind of opened this up today more or less so why is it worth something well it it might be um it does appear to be a silver dollar of some sort it 
if I'm not mistaken, I seem to believe that the um, Bagleys line their orchards with them. Well, that makes sense because Jimmy's always fiddling with one. So, well, maybe I'll give it to him. I guess he collects them. Well, Silver does have certain properties in the paranormal world. At least some believe so. Potentially magical properties, perhaps even as conduits or protection. It's just interesting that that is made of silver. And it appears that those knitting needles are made of silver on the wall. I mean, I guess... What was your aunt doing with these silver knitting needles? I mean, what was she doing with an underground lair? I don't know. I don't know. It's very odd. All of it is very, very interesting, Charlie. Um, so she begins to smudge. And you notice that the smoke will not approach the doors. Hmm. Or any of the corners of the room, like any of the walls of the room. Hmm. And in fact, it seems to be gathering in the center of the room till there's almost this like cloud of smoke that's just kind of sitting there. And she's like, I just don't understand. I can't seem to get it to go where I need it to go. Sorry, I just can't not think about hotboxing a lair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically what's happening. You're hotboxing your lair now. <laughs> um, do I feel different when I cross into the smoke? Like when you go into the center of the room or yeah. when you exit out of the smoke like towards in, the wall? Yeah, like basically, like, sh- is there a different feeling like when she gets closer to the wall than in, when she's in the smoke? Well, why don't we use magic and see? Okay. Let's get weird. Yeah, no, I'm going to need it because... Let's get weird. Charlie is not good at magic. Uh, what kind of magic am I doing? <laughs> uh, well, let's see. I can enchant. I can do one thing beyond... I can bar a place, I can trap something, banish something, I could summon a monster, I can communicate with something. I think it'd be something that's beyond human limitations, because you're capable, it's going to allow you to sense something that you cannot see. Okay, I like that. So I think that's beyond human limitation. All right. Oofta. Um, <laughs> that's a four? No, Oof. a five total? <laughs> okay. So when you fail, uh huh, mark experience, mark experience. <laughs> I'm doing, doing it, guys. <laughs> doing it live. And let's see here. You figure, you know, like you've watched enough Harry Potter, yeah, and <laughs> you've seen enough magic stuff. You think that you can sense what's happening here. Oh, yeah. And as you move through the smoke, you close your eyes and you try to reach out with your consciousness, and for just a moment. You can almost feel like waves of energy coming out from the doors and almost surrounding all of the room except for where the door lies open up to the well. Okay. And as you kind of reach out in your mind's eye to feel this, there's almost like a reverberation of this power. And everything in the room kind of shakes a little bit. And you notice that a glass jar that was sitting on one of the bookshelves, yep, glass mason jar, <laughs> falls off and crashes down to shatter on the ground. And when this happens, you hear this guttural howl. And from the shards of glass itself, this mist Dark, smoky cloud seems to form and grow until standing before you is a creature composed entirely of shadow. And you see that there is lightning sort of coursing inside of it, causing strange flashes underneath the clouds, illuminating it from within. And it turns to you and it says, I am free now, witch. And it starts to dissipate into the cloud and head towards the door. Okay, act under pressure, probably. Sure. Um, oh, you would get there. Boy. Gosh, I'm <laughs> Going to die. Oh, what's that? A three. Oh, A three. Gee, <laughs> oh, oh right. you're doing great there, friend. <laughs> so act under pressure with a three. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So what were you trying to do? Oh, get to the door, I guess. Okay. You try to run towards the door. And as you do, Delilah has sort of ripped the bone wand 
out of the cool or no in fact she doesn't even take it out of the ziploc <laughs> she holds the ziploc and begins flinging it around trying to point it at oh because she can see it too the creature okay. and you both fall unconscious <laughs> oh shit this Lovely. is about this is extremely on brand for charlie <laughs> so let's cut to jimmy and lenore some fainting ghosts. <laughs> i hope you guys are ready for some crying oh, we're doing boy. so well Rocks snap and crack against the floor of the cave as Lenore slides down the side, her flashlight for a brief moment slipping out of her hand, hitting the bottom of the cave and spinning, the light slowly turning, seeing first Aaron's terrified face as he crouches in a corner, Jimmy pulling himself off the ground and shaking his head after being a little dazed, and then finally it stops focusing on the creature that looks much like Tammy crawling up the side of the wall, making its way towards Aaron. As the light hits her, her head turns almost a complete 180 so that her eyes lock with Lenore's. She opens her mouth, her jaw almost dislocating as a dark black tongue forked at the end sticks out and you hear, what would you like to do? <laughs> Bad, Tammy. No. <laughs> Down. What? And I can't stress this enough. The hell. <laughs> what do you guys want to do? Am I, like, am I on my feet? Did I land on my feet? Yeah, you kind of skidded down because you had a controlled fall. Right. You skidded down. Uh, the air kind of got knocked out of Jimmy because he wasn't paying attention. The person who seems to be in the worst shape is Aaron. It yeah. looks like he may have broken his leg. You see that there's some blood on his jeans where a bone might actually be sticking out. Oh, compound fractures, right? Not good. Lenore's not usually a shoot first, ask questions later. But Jimmy is. <laughs> and Lenore gets to go first, hang on. <laughs> but she's going to try to shoot this Tammy creature. Okay. Who All she's right. seen dead. So kick some ass. Yeah, I'm going to try to kick some ass. Oh. That's an eight minus one is a seven. Mm -hmm. Still a success, sort of. You and whatever you're fighting inflict harm on each other. Mm -hmm. So I would do, I'm shooting with my nine millimeter. Or no, actually, what have I got? Hunting rifle, probably. Yeah, is it a hunting rifle or is yeah, it? Yeah, it's a hunting rifle. Okay. So to harm, far, loud. Okay. So you fire and the gunshot you can see it just smack right into, into the back, into her shoulder. Mm -hmm. And she does not stop looking at you. And in fact, it doesn't seem to slow her at all. As she launches herself off of the wall, twists in the air, and comes down with these long, black, dirty nails first that dig straight into your chest. And she knocks you to the ground. She's going to do, we'll start with one harm. Cool. Cool. Uh, do I have time to like shout out to to Jimmy? Other than flesh. I mean, I think that at this point you are engaged with this right. creature, so right. I'm not sure that there's going to be a whole lot of like communication. It's a free action, Bernetta. <laughs> <laughs> this is not D and D. Damn it. <laughs> okay, so I think that you do get to communicate, and you're like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's very important to tell people how you're feeling. <laughs> Communication is key in a team environment. <laughs> Jimmy, what would you like to do? I'm assuming that he probably has dropped his firearm in the tumble. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can, you can go searching for it. The lighting situation is pretty rough. Like, it is pitch black in most of this area. You see that this appears to be like a little offshoot of a cave. Mm. So there's tunnels running in two different directions. The one direction that she seemed to come from. And another direction that could assume maybe leads north? Well, I'm going to attempt to use my shiny new thing, the big whammy. Okay. So I get to use my powers to kick some ass instead of tough. Okay, cool. So let's make sure you have a dice tray for that. <laughs> oh boy, well, as much good did me the first time. It's going to be great. Yeah. Okay, that is an eight total. Woo! Okay, so a six plus two? Yes. All right. 
it ends up being a kick some ass, right? Mm-hmm. Do you get your weird bonus? That is the weird bonus oh, okay. plus two. Otherwise, it would have been a failure. So what do you want to do with your powers? Like you want to inflict harm, but how is it that you see that playing out? Like it's not about a fire or something. Mm-hmm. How are you going to hurt it? I think another reason why I kind of picked this is so I can kind of experiment with uh, the source of all this sort of thing. So it, it's not like uh, his eyes go black kind of thing, because that's... Not yet, anyway. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you know. He's going to grab the messed up coin mm-hmm. and kind of like figure out a new way to grip it like it with, with the hole and just kind of like attempt to spin it or something. And what he's going to do is, since he can already kind of tune into the monsters and stuff, he's going to try and get into, like, the internals and just kind of, like, hear the heartbeat or something like that and just, like, see if he can just grab and Pause just a second. You two have dirty minds. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so sorry. You are so naughty. I'm very sorry. Dirty, dirty minds. I was doing okay, and then Nav smiled, and I was like, it was good. I'm watching these two, and then just like... It wasn't the two, it was the three of us. Oh, all three of you. I'm sitting there, I'm listening to the narration, and I'm just going, my head, bounce. I reach in, and I grip the hole, and I... No, I was trying so hard to stay professional. Okay. I am very oh, sorry. <laughs> That's a fine. I, I can try and do Yeah, I'll try it again. I'm so sorry. Find a new way to craft hole. <laughs> All right, I fingered the coin. I fist I the monster. That I was professional to all <laughs> yeah. of that. Lies! I was. Your face. I kept, because of you. I, I just kept trying to keep going. I'm like, okay, no, there's yeah, something up. <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry. sorry. I'm so sorry. I, so let me figure out better. how I want to. No, we'll just, we'll control ourselves. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> She's freaking crying. <laughs> It was vivid. I'm so ashamed. It was very vivid. <laughs> I mean, we can, we can, we can just keep it. How you have like a complete description until yeah. we like laugh too hard for you to continue. Yeah. Okay. So you you reach okay. internally. Okay. Stop it. Right. Stop it. That one's on you. That one's on you. Yes. All right. Jimmy's going to begin tracing the outside of the coin. And he is going to tune in to the sounds of the area and try and get a pinpoint. Rather than using the light, kind of tune into whatever life force or energy this thing has and just try and reach out and crush whatever equivalent of maybe what a heart would be or something like it. Just punch in and just squeeze and crush and do some damage that way. So I'm going to say that as you're you're visualizing this, you kind of have your eyes closed and you are mm-hmm. not paying attention, but Lenore, you would see this. So as this creature is, as Tammy is above you and she looks like she's about to scrape you one more time, you see her sort of become very rigid. Mm-hmm. And then it almost seems as if she freezes in place. And as you are utilizing your power, you feel some of the life from this creature. It almost feels like it is filling you. And when you open your eyes, you can almost visualize the sort of chaotic gray energy that is ripping out of Tammy and being absorbed by you. And instead of attacking you, she is going to leap off of Lenore and run down that tunnel with preternatural speed. And she disappears into the darkness to the south. It's a lot more intense than I thought it would be. I need to sit for um, a second. Um, guys, I don't mean to be whiny. This really hurts. And Jimmy, I don't know what the hell you did to Tammy. Was that Tammy? That looked like Tammy. Honestly, Aaron, I don't know what the hell that was, but just be glad it's not here anymore. What was all the sounds up above, Lenore? What the hell was going on? Uh, let's just stay down here for a while. Let's not go. Let's not try to climb back up. Okay? What do you mean, stay down here? There, there's that like Tammy running around down here. She jumped on you and started slashing at you. Yeah, shit. I don't want Nosferatu Tammy coming <laughs> back. That was scary as hell. What the yeah. hell is a Nosferatu? Oh, no. oh, Jimmy, you really gotta start watching some movies. We could go to a movie sometime. Uh, I don't. Hey, hey, hey. 
Uh, wow, Aaron, that's real that. slick. I mean, you look like you got a broken leg. Well, you know, you got to take your chances when you can get them, Lenore. Much like <laughs> your situation, that doesn't really have a leg to stand on. So let's oh, try no. and get you. Yeah, Aaron, I think situated. you might be in shock. I, I think I might. All right. Uh, Jimmy, will you help me out? Let's take a look at his wound before we go any further. And maybe then you can tell me what exactly it is that you did. To keep that Tammy shaped. I don't know. It was career. dark in here. I don't think things happen. Maybe she just got scared and ran off. Yeah. I know Y'all notice there's no blood where you shot it, Lenore? It didn't even. It didn't face. slow it down at no. all. Like, I don't want to stay down here with that. I, I got blood. She don't have blood. I'm just saying, like, I know how that adds up in a horror movie. Like, it, <laughs> it's going to eat me. Okay. You know that phrase, like, if it bleeds, we can kill it. It don't bleed. It don't bleed. It don't bleed. We need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, well, let's get you stable first, and then we'll try the other tunnel, because going back up above, I don't think we have any better chances. Something is hunting, you know, the hunters have become the hunted. All right, all right. I'll, I'll walk you through how to... Whew, I'll walk you, okay? you through how to stabilize my leg. All and, right. Uh, and then let's let's get out of here. You do not leave me in the dark with that thing, Well, No. No. I don't know, we'll I don't do know that. what kind of stuff y'all are into, but I got to say, like, this is way different than watching you hit some kind of weird thing that looked like it was out of some, you know, messed up Harry Potter movie. That thing was not out of Harry Potter. That thing was scary. You're such a nerd, Aaron. <laughs> like, what? Uh, isn't that books for kids? Like, you didn't read them too, Jimmy. Yeah, I tried, but it's too many words. <laughs> you're just lucky you're pretty, Jimmy. That's all I got to say. Thanks for listening to All My Hexes. The Keeper was Bernetta McFergus. Lenore Atchison was played by Jasmine McFergus. Charlie Larson was played by Sarah Lawrence. Alejandro Ochoa was played by John Nav Navarrete. Jimmy Bagley was played by Tyler J. McMahon. Please subscribe, like, and share us with your friends. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Hexed Podcast. That's H-E-X-T Podcast or email us at hexpodcast at gmail.com. Join us in two weeks, and remember, dig deeper. The truth starts six feet under.